All right, what's up, everybody? Driving with Fred. Um, I went down to the dentist for a dental cleaning, and they were closed. And then I looked at my schedule, and for some reason, I'm a week early. I don't know how I did that. <clears throat> and, you know, it kind of messed me up because um, I was supposed to go to the gym this morning. <clears throat> so I pretty much screwed up my morning. And on the way back... Uh, there's this coffee shop. So I stop at the coffee shop and I know it's going to be an expensive cup of coffee because it's one of those kind of places, but I'm like, screw it. You know, I like delicious coffee. Who doesn't, you know, let me try one. And I ended up spending $5 and 85 cents on a cup of coffee. And damn, it is good coffee. It is so good. It's like, wow. I wish I could drink stuff like this every day, but you know, it's a little expensive. I'm not going to spend five bucks a day on a cup of coffee. Because if you do the math, that comes out to $35 a week. And uh, nobody should be spending that much money on coffee, if you ask me. But, hey, if you got the if you got the cash and you want to spend it, do it um, and enjoy it. But that's not the reason for this video. The reason for this video is because I've been contemplating things as I usually do and now it's time for me to see if I can articulate what it is that I have pinging around in my retinium retention basin, my cranium retention basin. <laughs> Woo! Uh, that means my head, my head. So what do I got going on in my head? And let's see if I can actually articulate it. That's the hard part, right? That's the challenge. To get my words out, express myself. Everybody's trying to express themselves. So am I. I'm trying to express. So let's see if I can do it. Um, every belief system, every belief system has its antithesis. It has to, right? So that means Christianity has its antithesis. Judaism has its antithesis. I do believe that the antithesis to Christianity and Judaism is the same. And what would that be? It would be um, Satanism, Luciferianism, Saturnism, uh, humanism, worshipping of Gaia, um, anything anything like that where where it profoundly rejects God rejects the concept of God and the and uh, of and any judeo-christian values so I'm not speaking on a level here where I'm trying to convince people to believe in God um, I always try to approach it from a multifaceted uh, approach. I have a multifaceted approach, I should say. So some of you may have a strong spirituality, strong faith, whatever. But a lot of people don't, and they don't want to hear about it, right? So I try to get on people's levels where they want to hear about it. So I'm not that good at speaking from a religious point of view, um, at least not yet. Or I should say from a view of faith. 
I'm better at this more um, break it down to a secular concept that anybody could uh, appreciate or understand. When we look at the world and we see its chaoticness, we see the calamity, we see the confusion, we see the utter destruction, we see the violation of humanity itself. A lot of us just say, man, the world's a crazy place. People are crazy. It's just crazy. And we write it off as such and we walk away. And it sort of just says, hey, you know, people are crazy. People do crazy things. We're wild. There's a lot of greed. You know, people are greedy. You know, we just kind of write it off. And I don't believe that we're really fully appreciating the fact that behind all this chaos and madness, behind what appears to be the destruction of the civilization that we have been growing up in, that there's something more to it than just people being greedy and crazy. There's something more to it than that. What is it? It's a belief system. A belief system that is driving all of this. It's actually pushing this. This belief system is the the antithesis to Judeo-Christian values. What do I mean? So, in order for all this chaos to be happening in such a way it's not because there's no order of control there's actually a lot of order and there's a lot of control I mean just look at what we have around the whole world we have global governments we have national governments we have state governments we have local governments we have institutions right corporations which leverage tons of control not only over their employees but over uh, over other uh, organizations and even other governments there's control everywhere how could there be so much chaos and so much madness when there is control everywhere and it always appears like control is consolidating itself uh, power is consolidating itself. It's centralizing. Which is a tip that they're trying to have more control. So they get more control and as they get more control more chaos ensues. More madness ensues. Is this just coincidental? Is that just the way it goes? No. What's happening is that there are forces at play that are organized and in control that are attacking the stable foundations of the society that we live in, that we've come up in. And those foundations are being rocked. They're being destroyed. And the values and everything that are connected to it are going out the window And what we see is systematic breakdown of Western civilization, of global 
of, of the global order of things. Now, this makes us realize for a minute, if we've been paying attention, that there are people out there that have been calling for a new world order. Well, if you're going to have a new world order, well, then doesn't that mean that you're restructuring the order of things? It's a new order, right? It's If you're restructuring order and you're having new order come from it, then how do you achieve that? Well, you have to break the old world order. You have to destroy its foundations. The old world order is old. It's the original, if you will. It's been around for thousands of years and it's been being built up on. You know, we, in the United States, we look to the to the Romans, to their civilization, and we say, well, that was a great civilization. It did fail after a thousand years, but it certainly was quite an impressive um, civilization. And, and we sort of model ourselves after that because it had a set of, uh, it had a, a foundation that we could use, right? A set of beliefs, structure, had values, things like that all helpful in creating order in this in this world. So what you see going around, what you see happening, war and chaoticness and everything being um, distorted distorted and and bent to fit a new narrative and all this stuff is all part of a systematic attack on the old structures and to destroy, dismantle, and then on, and then from there to bring back a new order, the new world order. And since Judeo-Christian values are the main um, foundations for Western civilization then Judeo-Christian values must be destroyed because if those values remain then people will organize themselves, societies will organize themselves around those values and if they organize themselves around the values, you can't have a new world order, can you? The new world order has to be va- has to be structured around new set of values. So everything that you hold near and dear as a value in your life, you know, all of it is under attack. So I wanted to get these thoughts out because I wanted people to look at things a little differently. I'm not asking people to be spiritual and find God. No. I'm trying to get you to look at it from that point of view. In other words, understand the world through the lens of the one belief system being attacked by the other belief system. You may even, you know, 
follow another type of religion altogether and still may not be recognizing that it is one belief system versus another. You know, because you're focused on what it is that you believe in. At the end of the day, when you pit one belief system against another, you're still just pitting believers against other believers of uh, uh, that believe in something else. And that's how you mobilize poor people to go to war. At, at the very top of this process, these people may not actually believe in the religion that they believe in. Let's just say it's Luciferianism. It doesn't matter what it is. It's antithesis. It's the antithesis to Christianity. Okay? It just has to be. Because otherwise you can't achieve anything because you can't break down the value system of Christianity unless you're the antithesis to it. And the people at the top that are organizing this, that are actually making it appear disorderly, they're actually well-structured and, and engineered uh, through order to create chaos. As it trickles down, it doesn't matter if they actually... Uh, it doesn't matter if they actually believe in another religion or not. What they're doing is taking the concept, concept of belief and using it as a tool. It's more... It's not as important. So out of, so there's a thing called chaos magic or chaos theory, right? It's, it's not important if you practice chaos magic. It's not important if, if God exists. What's important is that people believe in God. What's more important is the actual belief of God. Not that God exists that you believe. And I, I know that might be something that you have to think about for a minute. Hit pause and just pontificate for a moment. It took me a while to really figure out what that means. But I could give you the shortcut because I thought about it. <clears throat> the people in control want other want their followers to believe in what they're saying. <clears throat> they know that it's more believable if they follow a religious system. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice and my throat. So it's more important that the followers who are going to be doing all the dirty work, the henchmen, the poor people, the people that are going to go to war, the people that are going to go do the fight, they have to believe. Because if you don't believe then you won't have the willpower to see all this through. Let me give you an example of where I think this applies. World War II Nazis. I grew up learning about that horrific time period and what the Nazis did. And I, and I always sort of just from a secular approach just looked at it as if, boy, they just all got together and killed a bunch of people. People are sickos. People are crazy. But then you start really looking a little bit deeper, and all these Nazis, they had, like, families, right? 
they would literally watch Jews go into an oven. They would put bullets behind their ears. They would gas chamber these people. They would rip their gold fill, rip their gold fillings right out of their teeth while they were while they were conscious and awake. And then they'd basically punch a card and go home and sit home and have dinner with a beautiful family. And probably talked about things like, um, you know, having good values and structure and even talk about God. And you go, wait a minute, if you saw this man at home, he looks like a normal person. But when he goes to work, he's a psychopath who's willing on destroying other people, like literally destroying them. So is that really just a bunch of people that get together and decide to start killing people? No. There has to be something more to that. For them to pull off what they pulled off, they needed something behind them that was bigger than them. So they must have had a belief system. They truly believed that what they were doing was actually for good. They truly believed it. They didn't think that they were actually evil. I don't think they went home and kissed their wife and their children and said, Ah, oh, yeah, it was a good day at work, uh, evil day at work. I, I butchered women and children. No. They truly had a belief system. You could say they were brainwashed. You could say they were all kinds of things. But whatever it was, there was something there. And I believe that they had some type of spirituality guiding them. Not Judeo-Christian. Uh, it could have been pagan. It could have been uh, Saturnism style of uh, something like that. But in order to push that agenda forward at that scale, it had to be a belief system. And that's, that's my best way to describe what uh, I started off talking about. And that is that what's going on in the world today is, you know, it is the battle of ideas. It is ideology versus ideology. Okay, but on the Judeo-Christian side, you have just regular people who are not religious, but actually practice having a relationship with God. These people may not even side with the Pope. In fact, I've seen it as I look it up and down and investigate it deeper. I've seen it written by people that, you know, Christians out in the world, you know, they're not happy with the Pope either. They're not, they're not Catholics. Okay. These are people who open up a Bible, you know, they go to, they might go to a church, uh, do something, but they believe in the values. Okay. The structure that it provides. They believe that Jesus died for them and was resurrected. And they believe in an afterlife. And they believe that what happens here on earth is one set of things. And it's this is the Satan's playground. 
All right. The opposition, okay, the opposition does not believe in those values. And I don't even know if I said that, said all those. Let's not say values because there's tons of values to go over. Uh, they don't believe in every, they don't believe in what Christians believe in because uh, Christians believe in being, you know, having big families and, and um, living off the land and being good and all this stuff, right? These other religions are going against Christianity's values because these other religions don't believe in God. They believe in something else. And whatever that something else is, you know, in my opinion, it's something that's dead. So that's why everything coming from the progressive side appears to be dealing always like the end, the end is death. Okay. The end is death. Global crisis. We're all going to die. Virus. We're all going to die. Um, abortion. Well, people die in abortion. Everything, everything that they want is, is uh, fixated around death. And it starts to look like a death cult. And I don't think that they walk into it knowing that they're walking into a death cult. I think they walk into it being um, manipulated by other people to, to believe that mankind is a destructive force. And that this destructive force needs to be contained. And most of mankind is ignorant to this and just runs amok, uh, creating pollution and havoc and death everywhere they go. The ultimate end is the end of mankind, the end of Earth. And they got this in their minds. And they're enlightened. They realize the truth. And they base their, their ideas and their truths off of things like Malthusianism and, uh, you know, other ideologies, right? They embrace communism because the, the opening salvo of indoctrination into communism is that there needs to be a new order because this current system creates inequity. Uh, and it creates misery. And communism, it, like I said, its opening salvo is, hey, we're going to make everything fair for everybody. Everybody's going to be happy, and everybody's going to have what they need. That's always how it gets you in. Like, oh, why don't we follow a system where everybody gets a piece of the pie? It sounds so nice, so utopian. But then as you go deeper into it, you start to realize that it it falls short left and right. And I'm not making a video about the the ins and outs of communism. Um, I hope to be able to do that one day. But there's plenty of info out there. You guys could DM me if you want to learn where I learn stuff from. 
<clears throat> I just, re I really hope what I'm saying right now is, is, um, articulate enough where you guys are like, all right, this guy is making sense or you're at least able to follow me. I don't care if you agree with me or not. If you don't, or if you think I'm, I'm saying it the wrong way and I need a little help, please let's have a debate. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I want to do podcasts where people come on and try to explain to me why communism is good, why Malthusianism is good. And then I want to be able to have a debate. Okay. I want to be able to have that debate and, um, I'm not looking to argue with people. I'm looking to, um, take this war, this information war and break it down into a decentralized, a decentralized hot mess of, of debate. You know, all of us can express our opinions, but let's express our opinions where we have to bring our best to the table and try to sway the other person. Okay, that is that is where most people will run away and hide. Okay, you got these uh, social media warriors who express opinions all day, like I'm doing right now, right? But I'm not one of those people because I am willing on being critiqued I'm willing on having somebody put me in my place. I'm willing on having an open floor debate. If you hear me say something in this video that is stupid and you call me out, I'm not going to delete your comment. I'm going to address your comment. Okay? That's the difference here. You know, I'm trying to figure out shit just as much as anybody else is. I'm not an expert. And I do a lot of homework and I listen to a lot of things and I'm always tempted to basically copy what other people are saying because they say it so well, they say it so well. And if I could speak like them, I would know I would have you convinced, but the challenge for me is to be able to make up my own sentences and explain things. All right, not parrot what other people are saying. And that's what's going on. You got people on social media, these warriors who, you know, if somebody disagrees with them, they're going to delete their comments and whatever. They're going to shut them out. But they're going to act like they know what the F they're talking about pretty much by speaking verbatim what somebody else said. So they're going to take somebody else's words and they're just going to use them for themselves. Maybe change a few things around. You know, I could go and listen to a Martin Luther King speech. And then I could, you know, sort of uh, take out parts of it. And I could put in different words that mean the same thing. Also known as synonyms. And, uh, you know, and then I could make it sound like I'm some profound, you know, person who could speak so eloquently and... And I have these really profound ideas, you know, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I want to have my own ideas. So what I do is I pound the information into my brain on the frigging daily. Now look, before COVID hit, 
right? It's been 30 months now, whatever. Before COVID hit, I was already like this. I was already a person who decided to step out of the system, so to speak. I mean, I'm saying this, I have no other way of, of expressing these words, so I'm doing the best I can with whatever I got. Obviously, I pay my taxes, I go to work, you know, I drive on the right, the right side of the road and I stop at red lights, right? So clearly I'm part of the system. But I realized decades ago that even in the United States where we have this great experiment that we live in, freedom, liberty, and justice and everything, I, I saw how heretical it was. I saw how destructive it was. I saw the lies that was actually, it was, a, I saw it as the kingdom of lies already. And, and I wasn't a spiritual person at the time, so I had nothing to relate it to on the spiritual level. So I would just kind of say, yeah, I, I guess even in America, we're full of shit and there's corruption everywhere. And I just kind of chalked it up to that. And I would say, you know what? It's just the way people are. They're greedy. They're maniacal. But then as I got closer to having faith, I started to realize this all stuff is in the Bible that humans are fallen, man is fallen. We come right out uh, of the womb, right? Yeah, we're little angels when we're babies, but once we start able to you know, put two words together and figure out how it works with people, we all start lying and manipulating and acting corrupt, and we're always we're always doing the evil, right? We're always doing the evil, so it's so our country is just full of a bunch of misguided people. And if people got on the wagon here and started to realize that there's something bigger than just uh, man-made law and nations and governments, that there's actually God, right? If we look to God for the answers and we say, does Jesus want me to... Um, commit fraud? No. So if everybody in the pharmaceutical companies that were working there asked themselves that question, does Jesus want me to commit this fraud? And they all said no, or enough of them said no, and then they listened to what Jesus wanted, then there wouldn't be all this fraud with pharmaceuticals where they're getting fined billions of dollars every time they release a drug that kills people. It's idealistic. It's, you know, oh, yeah, Fred, nobody's ever going to step up like that. It's ne The world's never going to be like that. Well, it certainly is never going to even get close if we keep talking that way, though, right? We need to actually start walking the walk, man. We need to start walking the walk. And that's what I'm trying to do on my end. And that's why I make these videos. I make these videos because at the end of the day, I'm trying to convey something out into the unknown world. I have no idea where this video is going, who's watching, who's actually listening, who's taking notes, who's hating me, who's liking me. You know, I don't know. As one person I know in my life, they say every time you do something on social media, it's just like taking a ball and throwing it into a dark, empty space and not knowing 
where the hell that ball went or what it's doing. It just disappears and it's gone into the blackness. And it's very hard to play ball when the ball doesn't come back and you don't know where it went, right? So that's social media for you. So, I mean, this video may have the most impact on the most people at any given moment in time in history, but it has to land in front of them. And, and that's a whole other task. And I have nothing behind it except for my faith. My faith that somehow these words will fall on the ears of somebody else who's ready to listen. And I believe in that because I was one of those people before. You know, I was always the person who had an ear out. And I always reserved an open space in my brain and in my heart for information and for emotions and things like that. And I, 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 I consider it my saving grace. I consider it the thing that's kept me anchored to, the, to reality and kept me out of trouble my whole life is just that as unsure as I was and as misguided as I was and caught up in the rat race of, of life and being in a secular world, I always just kept like a finger hold dug into spirituality. I always kept a finger hold dug into uh, metaphysical stuff, you know, philosophy, and just always recognizing that I really don't know the answers. And, I, and the minute I start acting like I'm the master of something, why? Just because I've been around the block a few times, I know better. You know where I learned that that's bullshit? When I was younger, I would look at older people who were fucking up left and right. And I would say, you would think that this guy or this woman who's behaving like this, who's doing this, you would think that they would know better because they got a gray beard, they got gray hair. They've been around the block way more times than me. And I know better than them. So, believe me, I, it was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, there are people older that I always look to the old people for wisdom. But you still got to pick the right people. Because guess what? Wisdom isn't for everybody. And we realize how tangled up we are in our own bullshit. And how we twist things and distort things with our lies. And that's where you start touching the edges of spirituality, right? You start getting into that, wait a minute, now we're entering into the kingdom of lies. We live in the kingdom of lies where everybody lies to themselves and to each other. And these old people who are making these mistakes that should know better, they're doing it because they're, they're caught up in the lies. They're unable to let go of certain things. They don't realize that they're stuck in something they're caught up and you start really, well where where is that from where does that come from where does that stem from and you start you start edging into spirituality and then at some point you you say to yourself well wait a minute spirituality is a big deal all across the planet all across the planet people have some type of faith 
they believe in something. They believe in something other than this three-dimensional world. It's so uh, it's so huge. It's it's bigger than anything else. In fact, yeah, I find it really absurd now. Now that I've become a you know closer to being a man of faith, constantly working at it, and uh, but I find it so absurd when I hear people denounce spirituality when people you when you mention God and they roll their eyes and they go God. Roll their eyes, look up and go, yeah, God. Like, nothing is more dismissive than when somebody does that, right? Dismissive of you for even mentioning it, but dismissive to the whole. Not only are you saying, yeah, you probably don't believe in God, do you? But they're also just dismissing the whole idea that human beings, the multitude on this planet, actually have a belief system. That guides every step of their way. And it's just a matter of who or what they believe in. Even communism requires belief. It, it is more, it is best to describe communism as a religion than as a political ideology. You have to believe in it. You have to have faith in it. Because otherwise, every step of the way, you would be doubting it to the highest level. When communism gets challenged, the only thing it can do is become dominating and, and heavy-handed. The only thing it could do is take total control. And that always leads to... Uh, to uh, to being annihilated. The opposition to, co to communism asks too many questions. And those who believe in communism cannot have heretics speaking out against it. So they must destroy the heretics. It's a religion. And this is what I mean. You know, for somebody to just roll their eyes and dismiss... God, oh, you're going to talk about God as if that's something? Hey, if I'm not talking about it, your enemies have tapped into the same concept. I don't know who it is, but there's somebody who wrote it that mankind has, um, uh, in their hearts, it's the shape, oh, boy, I'm going to screw this one up. I'm, see, that's one thing I wish I was better at for public speaking, uh, quoting, quoting people and, and remembering cool quotes, but every, uh, every person has a God shaped hole in their heart. And if they don't fill it with God, they're going to fill it with something else. Every person has it in their DNA to have belief as part of their a part of their makeup. We have to believe in something. In fact, if you speak to people who have really no belief in anything, they're what you would call nihilistic. And if you look up nihilism, look it up. Look up nihilism. N-I-H-L is how you start spelling it. N-I-H-L. Nihilism. 
basically, if you look up nihilism, I think that describes our society to a T. Nihilism. That's what we are. And nihilism, at first take, is, you know, a belief in nothing. There's, I have no belief in anything. What's crazy is, on an individual basis, you could be a nihilistic and truly believe in nothing. But if you start hanging out with nothing but nihilists, that takes up a structure. And it actually becomes a belief system. And imagine a whole bunch of people who believe, who believe that after we die, there's nothing. That this is all just happenstance. That none of this has any meaning whatsoever. That whatever we do, good or bad or indifferent, means absolutely nothing. Imagine a whole mass of people walking around, silently nodding to each other that they are part of the cult of nihilism. This new religion that is no religion. That this unstructured, uh, pessimistic kind of view is really well-structured and well-oiled. It is so, it is, it is, it is, I can't even express anymore. I, I'm afraid to even delve any deeper into um, peeling this open because I don't know if I have the capacity to do so right now. I didn't even want to talk about this part, actually. I just wanted to stick with what I originally opened with, but it all kind of seems to fit together into something. <laughs> think I got something here. I hope I do. Um, but that's it, guys. I I think I'm going to stop right here because I got to go food shopping. And um, I'm going to try to get to the gym. Despite the fact that I was going to go early this morning, I could still go later. And um, I am not nihilistic. I, I believe that we're um, here on this planet to do good things. And I will say this, as a Christian, I do believe that my space, that short little time here on earth, I am to wield the sword for God. That's what I believe. And um, that's something that we could talk about in the future. I would love to hear from you all on this concept. A lot of talk about spirituality out there. You know, I'm not trying to get down on anybody or anything. I know that there's this new age religion. Um, and, and and people, it, it guides them. And, you know, it's important to them. I'm not going to take away from what's important to somebody. Just like I don't want other people to disrespect what I, what I believe, right? What I want is discussion. Decentralized, good debate. So let me hear from you guys, DMs, emails. Uh, if you want to do a podcast with me, we'll, you'll come on and we will actually talk about this stuff. I don't care how painful it is. I don't care how, uh, if we're all over the place, I don't care if it's the worst podcast in the world because n nobody could express a point clear enough or anything like that. 
I, you know, I want to go cutting edge, tip of the spear. That's where I belong. I belong on the edge of things where it's all just crazy and we're trying to, we're trying to figure it out. So I want to take you there with me. Let's go. All right. Take it easy.